Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In therapy yesterday, we'll get to that at 640. But at 10 o'clock on this radio station, Mike McCarthy had the big press conference. By the way, I thought the media did a very nice job. Uh, I thought they asked all the tough questions. Uh, Mike took it. It wasn't, you know, cheerful. It wasn't gleeful. There was no Jerry Jones there. And Mike McCarthy was asked, what happened inside those walls with Jerry Jones to possibly determine his fate? I think clearly, you know, it started off with the, you know, peeling back the layers of, of what went wrong and, and the disappointment. You know, then, and frankly, uh, it got to where Jerry and I were one-on-one. And frankly, you know, the best meetings I have is with Jerry's one-on-one. I can't. They're super productive. I mean, he's he's an he's, he's a he's an awesome boss, but he's even a you know he's even a better leader because I mean he asks all the hard, direct questions, which I which I love and appreciate because you get to a, a depth and you get into conversations that uh, that go in, in different directions. But there's always there's always so much that comes out of it. Um, so. And I'm just trying to go back through the conversation to answer your question. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, we, we talked about everything, you know, the right, the wrong, um, the indifferent, uh, what, what we need to build off of, um, you know. And so, yeah, we, I, I don't know if there's much we didn't talk about as far as topics, you know, that apply to the football, the football operation. Yeah, so I, I, it's, a, it's a conversation, hard conversation, you know, definitely uh, throughout a number of points there, uh, but it was – um, they're, they're, they're conversations that I personally always look forward to because I've never walked out of a one-on-one uh, with Jerry where I didn't think I was better. Three-hour meeting, at least, with Jerry. And uh, I think Mike Fisher asked him. Oh, then, I think he said with Mike Fisher as well. Uh, no. <laughs> Who's the it, it might take three hours of Mike's hearing, <laughs> having to repeat everything. Uh, but I don't know if Mike heard the uh, McCarthy. Mike Fisher heard Mike McCarthy talking because – uh, McCarthy cut fish off. Mike did his follow up, and McCarthy goes, "Let me finish. <laughs> Can I finish? Can I finish?" Yeah, yeah, but but Mike asked him, "How worried were you going into the into the meeting?" And McCarthy said, "I was just in the moment," uh, and he kept repeating, "The only worry I have is for my family." That's something he said before. He's like, uh, "I'm fine. I can take it." But when my family starts getting worked up. Uh, I get a little bit sensitive to that, extremely confident in who I am and what we have done here. So that was McCarthy telling everyone he was not worried about his job status, but he had the three-hour sit-down with J.J. Look, it, it, the the family aspect of this has got to be the tough part. I mean, if you have kids, you got to uproot them maybe and move them schools in the middle of the year, although they probably could have finished the year easily. But still, that, that's the 
I understand from a coach's standpoint, like most coaches will be fine. Most coaches will find another job. Again. Well, it's not about finding another job. It's the criticism. It, he, he's yeah. talking. He's talking about your uh, his wife and his family and his kids hearing him bashed and you know raked over the coals yeah. uh, everywhere. That's, that's the job. That's, uh, that's and, the job. And, yeah. and, and and you know, I think he knows that. Yep. And, you know, does get under his skin a little bit. But uh, that was Mike McCarthy talking about the three hours. Yeah, look, I mean, it's uh, it was going to be really difficult to stand up there and say anything that was going to make anybody feel better about what's uh, about yeah. the decision to run mm-hmm. it back. Like, people are going to be upset about it. And that's the thing that I would hope. I really hope. I, I was talking to Brian about this yesterday. I really hope that from top to bottom, they understand the fairness of anything anybody wants to say to them right now. Like, I really hope Dak understands anybody who says, like, you can't get it done. Yeah. Like, I hope he understands that's fair. I hope that Mike McCarthy understands it's fair to say, you're not going to get us past this. I hope Jerry hopes it's fair to understand that people go, like, it really doesn't feel like it matters to you. Like, even if that's not the case and they believe it's not the case, I hope they understand they have a responsibility to change minds with results rather than just their words. Yes. Uh, It's like when you get caught doing something in your relationship and the trust is gone and he or she wants to look at your phone for the next six months. It's like, you got to give it up. Like you, you earn that. Like, where are you? Why are you home late? You got to put up with all those questions and you got to answer all those questions because you stepped out of line. He said, Jerry asked all the hard direct questions. And then Jane Slater asked, why should any of us buy back into you as returning head coach? Yeah, because I I believe that uh, the the direction, you know, the leadership, um, everything is in place, and um, I'm not very comfortable talking about myself. But I came here to win a championship. I didn't come here to get another contract or um, anything other than that. Um, I came to Dallas to win the world championship, and that's why I'm standing here and um, buy into us. And listen, they are champions, man. They're, they're, they're just not world champions, but they are champions. There's there's. There's no doubt about that, man. They are they're champions. So Mike championship said, team. "What Mike, he said yesterday." Mike said, "Yeah, you know, we uh, we have a championship type team and culture. We just don't have that championship." And Ryan Clark on NFL Live holding up this piece of paper, and he goes, "I, I only see, I only see one, one team listed as champions at the end of every season. Like what?" What am I missing here? And Ryan Clark just popped off. It was incredible. I can't find the audio. He said it was one of the more ridiculous things that he's ever heard. And there's a reason you're sitting your ass at that podium on, you know, January 19th instead of preparing for a divisional playoff game. Buy into us. They're not world champions. They're they're the NFC NFC East. NFC East champ. That counts for something. I'll tell you what. One thing's for sure. Comments like that are going to make sure that Mike really likes Mike uh, r- really likes Ryan Clark more than he already does. So that work alongside him. Oh gosh, no! It's just it, it's it's Ryan Clark was one of the loudest voices in the run the damn ball thing that that got McCarthy kind of worked up this past off season. Uh, so. As for the game, he said when I went back and watched it, we were going too fast. The common message from all the players: we were just going too fast and we were chasing big plays. Uh, as for Dak Prescott, uh, he said his support, Dak's support in the postgame shows their connection and belief. Uh, McCarthy said that Dak is clearly the answer. What happened with CeeDee Lamb during that game and his discussion with him early, early on the sidelines, he said they were talking about an option on a vertical route. 
Uh, that's what they were. Uh, that's what they were getting into on the sideline. I thought Mike hated option routes and got rid of them, and they weren't there for the first five weeks of the season. I don't know, but Interesting. but uh, you know, I'm going to keep a tally on the cheap shots. Today. Oh, it's it's over after today because I think. Well, it might be. I, I don't even know. If I'm gonna, we're going to go through it all today. It's not we, even we, a cheap shot. We, it's we, a, it's a it is a fair it is a fair. I know, but response. I don't want to be dripping in sarcasm the whole show. We sure. did it. We did it yesterday. We we all took our shots. Okay, you know no, we, we we got we got close on we got close to the line, and I'm not putting it up for debate. I'm just telling sure you. no sarcasm. Then objectively speaking, Mike said one of the things that was going to change within his offense was no option routes. That's indicative that they had to go back to things last year. I love that. That that was like a factual, strong, <laughs> straight statement. Not with this dripping with the sarcasm. Mike McCarthy talking about this team. Is Brian brought us right that maybe they go all in with free agency? McCarthy on the roster. Yeah, I, I think you you build a program and 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 you continue to grow from it. And but the reality of it is you you have to go through the you know the tough questions and and, and make sure you have answers. And and the reality of it is this team's going to change. I mean, we're going we're going to have changes. It happens every year. You know, just start with your roster. So I mean, twenty five percent of our players will, will will be different than what they were this year, and that's. You know, and frankly, that's part of the disappointment because you know we, I thought we had an unbelievable team. You know, I, I love the way these guys work, um, their connection and belief in one another. Um, they're very coachable. Um, I mean, when you kick them in the ass, they responded, um, and you know, and they love one another. They love one another, and and, and I think that's important. Um, so you know, the chemistry and so there's so many good things, uh, but we clearly came up a lot shorter than we anticipated. Anything else you guys took away from this? Those were my notes on the press conference. About it, man. I mean, I just, I, I, I at the moment he said the championship comment, I literally tuned out. Like anything he said after that, that was pretty early, seven minutes in. <laughs> uh, but that's the problem when he said, like, I, I'm sorry, like, I, I just, I, the moment you say that, you lose me. He, he lost, he lost, he lost one, he lost one viewer. Now he got the click out of it because I, I went to the website to listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm waiting uh, but, for I'm waiting for uh, Greg Olson now to be replaced by Tom Brady because Greg wanted to go and do an I told you so spike the football on, yeah spike the football on social media saying I guess I wasn't so crazy Sunday huh every weekly talking head said McCarthy was gone emotional decisions make people feel better they hardly result in positive outcomes well I hope he talks about the giant bear hug and like hugs and kisses he and McCarthy were sharing pregame like they're clearly close so that were was, they uh, yep. Yeah, I mean they're they're out there like hugging and talking for like twenty minutes together. They're like buddies. That's why Olson's gonna make that argument. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean it doesn't make his point unvalid. No, but it makes it or it, in. But but or there's invalid. no but there's no but there's no disclosure of that. Like people just look at him as like oh that like there's no awareness that he's clearly got a relationship with McCarthy. That that doesn't appear to people who but hear media that. media members it's don't always worth, disclose but their it's relationships. Worth, but I'm but I'm saying right. to take that stance and to say ha told you guys. I think people would view it a little bit differently rather than, oh, wow, great call, Greg. They would go, oh, okay, well, that's kind of an important bit of context that might tell us why he had that opinion. Here's the thing. When he talks about 25% of players being different and that these changeovers are going to occur, that's that's fine. And and I really I have a lot of confidence in the personnel department and what Mil- Will McClay is doing and overseeing, and I, I have confidence that they will get good players and bring in depth and everything else. The issue is that... I don't think the problem on this football team is good players. Like, it's not like, well, you just have, you got a bad roster. Right. Like, that's not the problem. The problems they keep running into have nothing to do with talent. I disagree. Uh, I, so I think we need to break down 
the categories of roster. They have a very good roster. In my opinion, and I'm starting to ask myself if I'm going to put it one. I'm considering putting the roster as the number one problem, that they're just, they're very good, that they're not a championship roster. Um, And we know that they can get controlled with teams running against them. We know they can't run the football. They lose the battle at the line of scrimmage. If you really look at the rest of the defense, which I've been telling everyone for two years is overrated. And when they lost digs, everything started to crumble this year. Uh, they need, in no particular order, on their draft board, they need a corner. Stephon Gilmore did not seem to be, you know, look, he was hurt later on. Was he the same guy in the second half of the season? The guy is, you know, he's a vet. He, he's, he's an older dude. They need corner. They need a ton of help at linebacker. They need defensive line help. They definitely need run stopping. They need to figure out how to run the football, and they need to get a receiver to take some of this off of C.D. Lamb. It's a good roster. It's not a championship-level roster, in my opinion. Uh, um, I, I think it is. I mean, look, they're a better roster than the Chiefs. Um, They're not a better roster than, than, uh, than San Fran. They're a better roster than Detroit. Detroit's defense is awful. Offensively, you can make the argument they're not a better roster offensively. But I also think you make an argument that they are. They're, are they, they're a better roster than Houston. Do, do they have issues? Yeah. But here's the thing is that in a... a they're, they're a finesse football team that, that doesn't always play in the postseason. Yeah. That, it, they are. That, that they are. That they are. It, that it, they are. It's a, it's, a cap, it's a salary cap league with four-year rookie contracts other than the first-rounders. And the problem is that there's essentially 12 positions on the field that you have to find depth for. Like, and so because of that, when you've got so many picks and they only stretch four years and you're not going to hit on hundred percent of them, every team, no matter how strong the roster is, is going to generally have a spot where it's like sure. the linebackers aren't good or yeah. this or that. Like, it's just the way that it goes. So like, I mean, they'll replenish linebacker, whatever else, then they're going to get hit by contracts and their offensive line may be bad next year. If Tyron leaves, Zach leaves, Biotish goes and they think right. they can find a better center. They may have an awful offensive line next year. And we're talking about, well, that was a huge miss right there. And they've yeah. addressed everything up. It's just the nature of it. So I think you're always going to have those holes. They've been in a, a spot to be competitive enough the last three years where the coach should have made a difference, and the coach has not. Deion Sanders, the former Cowboy, was on our buddy, the Brett Boone podcast, and he talked about the Cowboys' loss, and now he's got a different perspective on head coaching as well. Going to the Dallas Cowboys, I feel bad because I feel like Jerry Jones is the best owner to ever own a franchise. What he does for the players, what he puts into the, the fan base and how he injects life into every situation and, and gives that team and that city hope. Don't every year you feel like the Cowboys are supposed to win it because that's what Jerry Every, every year. Yeah, every year. That's how good Jerry is. So just having them uh, falter once again, that's tough. But I like to sit back with my popcorn and, and see how it plays out. Like, okay, now who's, who's going to get fired? Who's going to move? Uh, what personnel on the field? Because I can't blame that on the coaches. The players did that. They always want to blame coaches, man. And and see, I'm thinking from a player's perspective. Right. That's players. See, now when you're a coach, you start thinking, shoot, no, I'll take that responsibility. As a coach, we take that responsi- responsibility. But as a player, no, man, you can't blame your coach. So that's Dion with his perspective on it. Divisional round weekend. 
Let's talk about the rest of the game. I want to know who everyone's rooting for. Let's not pick them yet. Who are you actually rooting for or who, you do, who do you want to see lose the most? And coaching updates uh, make me so bitter. So bitter when I see these updates where Mike Vrabel is interviewing the update on Belichick and Cliff Kingsbury may be coming back as well next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coaching updates on the other people that we could have had. That Babe Laufenberg and others saying Michael Lombardi maybe two at 720. Nah. They only, they're only calling it the greatest free agent coaching class ever. But according to Adam Schefter, we didn't check in. Not even checking in. That's malpractice. That is malpractice if true, if Jerry didn't at least check in on Belichick. But Belichick is going to have a second interview with the Falcons this weekend after meeting with Arthur Blank one-on-one. Things are ramping up, according to Ian Rappaport. And the word from Jeremy Fowler was he was seeking to coach a talented but underachieving team. And people are looking at the Falcons. People Ugh. are looking at the Chargers. Ugh. And, of course, we could have been, I think, in that category. Yeah, it could have been. But I'll tell you, I love – oh, baby. That's my that's my theory right there. Okay? If you're a coach, you want to go to a place with zero expectations. Not ultimate the, – the, the, the leash is so much longer with zero expectations. And then you find a, a talented team that everybody thinks stinks – Oh, I mean, you well, it's, the, go- it's the NBA super team effect. Like yep. you want to join a team that's good, but not that good. Right. So you don't, you don't get knocked for you it. You don't get knocked for Fan it. Fan wagoning. Unless uh, you're KD. Well, he got knocked. Well, he went to a 73 <laughs> no, win team. KD, right? You yeah. joined a great team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, you go to a team that's like pretty good, but nobody really thinks is very good. And you're 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 you know, underselling, over delivering. Oh, baby. You just bought yourself years. Definitely Atlanta. By like, if you're talking about from that perspective, the one that because in, at least with the Chargers, people are always like, you 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 should be better. Like you've got the yeah. quarterback, you guys should be better. That that one, I think it'd just be a little bit like, oh yeah, okay, it finally clicked with Atlanta. It'd be like, man, they didn't even have a quarterback the last couple of years. They were they were oh yeah, never even 500. What a great job by Bill mm-hmm. Belichick. Yeah, but scarier for Bill Belichick because they don't have the QB talent. Right. They can go get Kirk Cousins. That's one of the the things that Kirk Cousins said. Hey, I'd play for Belichick. I'd he said that. Yeah. They asked him. He's like, man, if you got an opportunity to play for Belichick, you can't pass that up. 
Jay Gruden would endorse it over RG3. <laughs> Mike Vrabel was in Los Angeles yesterday to interview for the Chargers opening. The first known interview for Vrabel, who was 54 and 45, with three playoff trips in six seasons with Tennessee. Seeing a lot of people start to go, why y'all hyping up Vrabel? Uh, well, well, why is Mike Vrabel getting all this love? He didn't win a ton. And then it's like, okay, well, look at the talent difference. Like I told Laufenberg yesterday, he had Ryan Tannehill. And people are answering back, well, you know, uh, there's there, there, there's teams that are making runs right now that had Tennessee-level talent and stuff like that. I I like Mike Vrabel. Yeah. They, they had good talent. They didn't have great talent. They were, you know, the, 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 the difference between the Cowboys and, the, like, the Titans of, like, 2019 – they were just the Cowboys with worse marketing. They had the same kind of roster. They had a, a good quarterback. You know, Dak was good. Now Dak's turned into a great quarterback. But you know, Tannehill was was pretty good. He led the league in a few you know advanced metric categories. He was he was pretty solid for about two and a half years. Cliff, um, and that's it. That's all he had. Cliff Kingsbury is expected to interview for the Bears' offensive coordinator job, according to Schefter. Could that be Caleb Williams? And Cliff Kingsbury in Chicago. Could be, or is it just like you, you're trying to do anything to shake it up and change it up because Luke Getze was just that bad? I mean, you you see Chickaline from down the hallway at LaGrande. Whenever he Luke Getze comes up, his skin crawls He as a Bears fan. He, he hates that guy. So it could just be that you're looking to, to push modernity a little bit and and that's the direction that you're trying to go is modernity. go with moderna no yeah moderna we the don't vaccine. talk about politics yeah yeah that's what it is yeah what are you talking about uh jeremy fowler said some people in league circles are watching for a potential pairing of lions oc ben johnson with the new gm of the commanders adam peters we haven't talked about that yet they went and got this guy from san francisco adam yeah. peters anyone know anything about him? Should we be worried about this? I mean, he's been part of the entire personnel rebuild over there. Like, he's been there since the... He's been part of that brain trust with Lynch and Shanahan and everything else that they've done over there. So, I mean, he's definitely got a hand in what San Francisco's built. So, in that sense, we probably should be a little concerned. It, uh, it's got a lot of current Lions vibes to it because they got Les Sneeds number two, and Brad Holmes, their GM. And that was three years ago. He brought in Campbell, and he completely revamped that roster. It's a good roster now. And maybe it's the same kind of situation that happens here. You know, Ben Johnson, I'm surprised he's only in his, his name. I saw it like yesterday. He's only on, like, one team for the most part. Slowick and, and Johnson both have not gotten the same sort of chatter. Wasn't there a report that Johnson wanted, like, 20 mil a year or 15 mil a year? Something crazy maybe, with yeah, a salary he, demand. He, he wanted maybe a lot. Right. And, 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 the, and the Lions have, have like, up to salary. Kind of like a Dan Quinney thing where, like, they're just like, hey, we're just going to pay you to keep you here because they love him and he's working well. But, I mean, he'll get a job eventually, but not if he wants all kinds of cash. Do you think the the going back to the Vrabel and him only having one interview, I think that's odd. Like, is that people aren't wanting to talk to Vrabel or is that Vrabel being picky? And is that Vrabel sitting around? Because I do think that with McCarthy entering a lame duck here, he's not getting an extension. Then again, I thought he wasn't getting, or I thought he was getting fired immediately after the game. That didn't happen. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, people are like, "What happens next year? The Cowboys are one and done." I'm like, "I don't know." Gerald gets yeah. a two and a half. Probably, yeah. I can see, I can see Vrabel taking a year off. And if he, de- I do want to, I, I am curious who potentially sits out. Who sits out a year and just kind of goes like, "I'd like to see what happens in Dallas," mm. just because I don't want to lock in anything. And then Mike's gone and that job's open. So let me just sit around and see what happens. Are we rooting for Dan Quinn to not? get a head coaching job around the room 
877-881-1053. No. I already know what you're going to be saying on the truckwreck.com text line. You're going to be saying, hell no. Should we be rooting for Dan Quinn to get iced out again and return as McCarthy's DC? Uh, you know, I think... Um, I would lean towards yes. Man, my, my opposite opinions in the Metroplex with paying Dak and bring back Dan Quinn if you could get him, have people losing their minds. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I could go either way on this. Uh, I, I think the general thought would be, considering Mike's going to be on a lame duck year, it's going to be really hard for him to find a quality DC. Yeah. Uh, because nobody's going to want to sign up for just one year. Lombardi dropped Mike Zimmer's name yesterday, as Bobby did as well. Um, you know, Dan's done some good things here, but, you know, there's sometimes I, I wouldn't be down, I wouldn't be upset with the change. If they brought Mike Zimmer in, I'm not going to I'm not gonna be upset with this. I would probably lean yes, that I wish that he doesn't get a job, but that's a horrible thing to say. Uh, no, I, I think that that one to me, I think requires context. Has he had, has the defense had problems in big games? Yeah. Like, and against Detroit, even when they play well, do they have a tendency to at the very end, give it up? Yeah. That, that was definitely a problem, especially this year specifically, but we're talking about a defense that was seventh in points allowed his first year, fifth last year and fifth this past year. So, I mean, he's somebody who, we for years would talk about Garrett and Scott Linehan and Rod Marinelli and Chris Shard and everybody else. And it was always like, why why does it have to be so scheme specific? Why can't you just take a guy? Why can't you take a good football player, Teron Matthew, and make it work? Why why do you always have to have somebody who's a scheme fit? And Dan Quinn came in here and like has made that it's not a talking point anymore. Like it's like if you give him a good player, he figures out like, okay, we're going to find a way to put him in a position to succeed and give us the most that they can. And I think that's valuable. And so I would say I'm still a Dan Quinn fan and would be in favor of him. All right. Who is y'all's new playoff team? Who are you rooting for or who are you rooting the most against with the divisional round set to start tomorrow at three 30 Texans, Ravens tomorrow night, Packers, 49ers Sunday at two, Buccaneers, Lions, and then Sunday at 5.30, Chiefs, Bills, RJ Choppy. We already know that you're ordering some team gear. I'm, I'm, I'm going all, I'm all Detroit. Me okay. and Eminem, baby. I want uh, everyone's- and I've been a Detroit fan as long as Eminem has, apparently, because I haven't heard him say a word about the Lions his entire life. Who ripped out you, Stafford? I never heard that song. What? I don't remember that song. I think he has a mom's spaghetti thing in the... Well, oh, yeah, a- yeah, yeah. But I've never heard him talk about the Lions before. It's not like he's been No, I think game. it might be in the stadium or... Yes, he has a mom's spaghetti restaurant yeah. well, the in the Lions city. Lions are also like never in the postseason. Yeah, no, I know, I hear you, I hear you. I'm oh, just you about, calling Eminem a bandwagon? I'm just messing with Eminem. I love him. I'm just like, yeah, we, we, you're, you're, you're new. <laughs> I want. I'm just messing with it. Like he's concerned Eminem's gonna yeah. hear this and write a district. I'm just messing with you, Em. All right. I want <laughs> everyone. With I want everyone's love and hate. And who's the team you don't want to? You want to see them out. You do not want to see them win it. Uh, everyone's love and hate around the room. Oh, love is Detroit. I want to see San Fran out. Okay. I want to see San Fran. Uh, I want to see Houston win. A because I really like would love for the CJ Stroud narrative to get destroyed in one single year. I really like D'Amico Ryan's. And uh if you want to talk about things that'll hopefully eat away at this organization here in Frisco as a way of like pushing them, like if somebody else in the state secures a Super Bowl title, I think that's gonna not sit well with them. And so hopefully mm-hmm. that one. So Houston is the big one, and then hate like I'm just tired a little bit of Kansas City and I'm worn down by Kansas City and I'm I would hate to see Taylor Swift in a Super Bowl suite and we'd have to keep going up there to the shots of that and Donna Kelsey no just lose this week please hey pay 
Hates obvious 49ers. I mean, from top to bottom, just absolutely. All right, hate let me stop city. right there, though. Okay. You have to pick one to root for. We're all going to be rooting for Green Bay tomorrow night. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. Well, Bobby's you're, Bobby's a Bob. You're you're Bobby's a closet nine. No, fan. what I am is I have a deep appreciation for no. really yeah. great football teams, and they they're really great. But and Bonte, so, you know, yeah, yeah. I, and yeah. I and, and that's what that's what I'm saying. Like I I, I can't stand him, uh, and I can't stand old like Salami Joe or whatever else. But like to me, that is such a good football team, and I want that. And, and again, when we talk about something that wants to stick in the craw of the Cowboys, like they. They they have been so bruised by San Francisco. If they watch them get to the mountaintop, that's going to be frustrating. Yeah, for them. I don't I don't hate Green Bay after what happened. Like no. I, I hate the Cowboys more than Green Bay. I hate the Cowboys for what they did in that game. Self loathing more than anything. Else. So I'm gonna I'll be rooting for the Packers against San Fran. Same thing for you. No, I'm well. Uh, yeah, rooting for Packers against San Fran, but my team to root for is the Bills. I want to see Josh Allen succeed. You know, the Lions are still new to this whole winning thing. You know, they got years to come. I think Josh Allen, the, the winning time is now, and you keep the championship in the AFC. Don't bring it to the NFC. And your hate? 49ers. 49ers. Okay. You know, I don't have, like, a diehard rooting interest. I, I, I'm I, going to root for the Texans. I'm going to root for CJ, and I'm cool with the Detroit story continuing. Um I don't, like, love Josh Allen personally. I just wanted to be right against all these idiots saying he wasn't a really good football player and a great football player. But I can go with CJ, and I can go with the Lions for each conference. I'm tired of Kansas City as well. I I want Buffalo to beat Kansas City. I want Detroit to – although I'm, I'm not I, – I don't want to see more of Tampa, but I don't dislike Tampa. Um, I'm happy for them. They're just boring. They're just boring. Yeah, they're just boring. And then, you know – Texans, Ravens, that could be the game of the weekend. Could possibly be. Boy, we need to expose because he's not going to say it himself. But like Jared tried to dunk on us, like y'all were y'all really wanted to see uh the the Packers, huh? Over the Rams, that's what y'all wanted to see in the text messages the other day. He was texting us the other day, going like Texans are going to beat the Rams. So I, I do want that out there that Jared thinks the Texans are going to beat the Rams or, or beat the Ravens. Why Bobby had to go to therapy because of Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Brian brought us apparently firing shots at the morning show. Oh, no. We will respond at 7 o'clock. Still mad at me from last week. What happened? He was uh, he was hosting on the weekend with uh, CA and... Touchdown? Somebody else, I don't know. Blake. Uh, was it? I don't think it was Blake. It was not Blake. Alec. It was not... Maybe it was Alec. Uh, and I called in. It was Ash Broadus, and I called in. And, uh, Very nice I, of you. Yes, it was. Uh, Chris, it was it was a plant. Chris Arnold called me. It was at my son's basketball game. Oh. And uh, I asked him point blank, you know, why did you have Andre Wadsworth ranked over Peyton Manning on your 1998 draft board? Mm. <laughs> and uh, he was, well, he's a good player. He's a good player. Good player. So that, that was that was my troll. And I, and I think he's still mad. He's okay. Still, still in his what field. are you damn talking that about? Is, that is the way to really get under Brian's skin. Is to remind him of a personnel mistake throughout his career. And he doesn't even get mad about it usually. He just gets depressed. Mm. Like whenever like <laughs> Terrell Buckley still comes up and he's like, he was so small. We shouldn't have drafted him in Green Bay. I don't know what we were thinking. But like he gets like really like puts his hand on his head. Like it's just, it haunts him. Well, speaking of being haunted and having some emotion, uh, Bobby Belt with the therapy session yesterday uh-huh. and the Dallas Cowboys actually came up. They did. This show came up. Mike McCarthy came up. Uh, Dak Prescott came up. It, it, it all was there because it's funny. I uh, it, 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 I get so worked up, as, as we know, whenever some of these discussions come up. Yeah. And I was I was talking to my therapist yesterday, and it just she asked how my week went, and like you snapped so, and cross talked just out of the blue, like we weren't even having a great <laughs> a fight and a discussion, and you popped off the handle. The spittle's like, Is Bobby, okay. I'm like, no, we, no, we, he's not. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> no, we're, we're trying, we're trying to work on it. But specifically, we, we started talking about the way that I get worked up in arguments in general, not just about this, but about like in, in my life where if I think somebody's wrong, I get like, it just, it gets me worked up. So there was a specific clip from yesterday that I actually showed her that I was like, like for instance, I'll show you this. This is an example. So of- yesterday was kind of like about anger. Uh, some of it, yeah. Yesterday was about anger and my uh, my, my tendency to act childish uh, when when I have a disagreement with somebody. So this was the clip that I played for her yesterday. But they, they changed. They changed. That's that's their. They credit. changed to what? And that's that, to his that, credit. That's a more wide why open. is the Mike's credit? Why is it credit? Why is it credit? Because, why is it credit? Why is it credit to wreck it for five because weeks humans are and not go perfect. back Bobby, to what people told you they didn't want to do? So that was an example of how angry and uh, tense I can get in these sort of debates. And that was a 6 a.m. Yeah. That, yeah was that, was, that was very early in the door. Because at first I came in here trying to do the Bassic bit yesterday. of like, this is so great. And quickly it turned where I was like, okay, I can't even fake this. This yeah. is just making me upset. And uh, <laughs> she said that she felt like in that instance and in, in several of these instances, I have an issue with things that I can, can take from one of these sports debates and apply to real world scenarios or or genuine worldly things. So, for instance, that would get me really angry and worked up because the question is about 
what's fair in giving people credit and, and who deserves <laughs> down their leg. Yeah. <laughs> what's fair in terms of giving people credit and doing things like that. that. That would be a fundamental fairness question. Like, how could you ever give somebody credit who doesn't deserve it? They don't, they don't get that. She did say, and this is not the first time this has been suggested. Uh, I think you guys have both suggested this before. She was like, it's possible given just how like intensely you view like this is right this is wrong this is black this is white you must fall into this category she's like it's possible like maybe somewhere you, you slide somewhere on the spectrum a little bit oh, oh god <laughs> which i mean Boy, I, that's uh that's something to learn at 35 well i mean I, I don't know that i'm learning that at 35 i think like i feel like i've always kind of known like it's possible that yeah, yeah. she's four sessions late so that's the way i view it <laughs> You are you you are pretty binary with a lot of things. Every yeah, that's that's one of the things we talked about yesterday. I was like, there's not gray with me. Like it's black, it's white, and it's right, it's wrong, and that's why I get worked up in a lot of ways. Is because it's like I I want to be in the the right category, not out of like I want to always be right, but it's like I wouldn't want to. If there is a definitive right and wrong side of it, why would I want to be wrong? I don't want to. I don't want to end up there. That's I don't want to live life with an incorrect perspective <laughs> and one of the things that she said was the arrogance thing came up again oh, <laughs> oh, boy. Man, how said, many calls did we get yesterday from people going bobby i hate you but you are right uh and 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 the and hate I, part doesn't affect him whatsoever no All i no. took from it was like okay i was i was right, right about it. it so like, here, a lot of tolos here's what she said she said that uh she's like i don't think you, she said, you have such a negative connotation to arrogance, clearly, like, like, like being labeled that. You you really, like, reject it and don't, and don't want that. She's like, do you? Yeah, I do. I hate it. I hate okay, the idea. Well, you haven't says, adjusted for two years in terms of coming off as arrogant. Well, so because that's that, a, that leads me to believe you don't care about that, it that much. Well, no, that's a, the, the bit of, like, I'm always right and I'm yeah. the, the greatest golfer. Like, it's a bit yeah. that I, like, I lead into and, like, I have fun with it. But she was like... You have such a problem with the label or being labeled that and how it potentially makes you unlikable. She said that I uh, I tend to back door into my arrogance or tunnel to my arrogance. I don't mm. want to be seen walking through the front door of arrogance like this. She says, so you'll say, no, I don't think I'm smart. I just think that I'm always right. And I think that uh, I have a good read on people and I do these things. Every She's like, you don't want to loudly announce your stop at arrogance. She's like, you just want to kind of sneak in there and arrive there. You ruined the morning show. Wow. I was like, okay. And so because of that, I told her, I was like, all right, one of the things I was told I should probably bring up with you is, and I was like, it didn't make me upset. But I, when I la like walked out of here last week and I was like talking to somebody on the phone, it dawned on me. I was like, I don't think my therapist likes me very much. I, I think she finds me personally off-putting. <laughs> and so she was like, well, why, why would you think that? I was like, because you said I'm arrogant and nobody likes arrogant people. And she well, was like, okay. Uh, she's like, well, before I dissuade you of that or, or let you know my, my thoughts on it, I just want you to kind of to sit in it for a little bit and, and just kind of feel that because I think that that pressure applies to other areas of your life. And I was like, okay, so you just want me to wallow for a second thinking like you don't like me. Right? <laughs> so, this is punishment. Yes. No, but she, she came back. She's like, no, 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 I don't dislike you. She's like, this is, again, you kind of filling in gaps and assuming things yeah. and, and doing what you're doing. And I told her, I was like, She's like, I actually, she's like, I do like you. I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy like working through these things. Do you think she would tell you opposite? Well, that's what I told her. I said, okay, well, here's again how my negative commentary works. When I hear you say that, that sounds to me like you're conceding a small thing that you don't want to tell me the truth about so that you can establish a baseline of me being wrong. <laughs> 
so that you can then apply it in other areas of like, remember when you were wrong about this? You could be wrong about this. I don't know. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty insane. And and what what I really got hit with yesterday was we started talking about how I have a tendency to argue with Kristen. Not like how frequently we do, but the way that I argue when we argue, which is she will she will oftentimes say, hey, what do you think about X, Y, Z? Or this scenario came up. What should we do about it? And I will have a reaction to me. I'd rather have a quick decision that's potentially wrong and then adjust to it quickly than waste time like meditating on making a decision. To me, it's like make the decision. And so Jerry Jones waiting a few days was didn't make sense to you. Like, let's let's gather Let's sit on it. Let's think. Let's process, and let's let's wait. I, I want to make a decision, and if it's wrong, then we'll adjust to it, and and we can identify that quicker than if Which we just is sit exactly there. Exactly what McCarthy did in week five. If we can sit there, no, it took him. <laughs> it took him more than a month to fix it. Something that everybody told him Good during job. the offseason not Good to job, fix. Job, but uh, I had mentioned that typically something will come up. Kristen will say it. Say, "What do you think about this?" I'll give her my answer, and she'll go, "What about blah blah blah?" And then I'll say, "I'll." say no because of this she'll go what about xyz i go okay clearly you want me to have the other position so do that because i've already told you my answer so do that and this came up recently she asked me something i told her what i thought she came back with a retort i told her what i thought she came back with something else again and i said do it then don't i I do exactly the opposite not just i don't care i want you to do the opposite so she went off texted somebody it was about jacob going to do something she texted the person said Sorry, Jacob's not going to be able to do it. So I walked over there and I picked up her phone and I texted back to the person and went, oops, sorry, misunderstood. He actually can do it. Come on over and get him. And I was like, because if I'm going to get that worked up and that mad. Zero to 80. Yeah. If I'm going to get that worked up and that mad, you're going to get your way. Because I'm not going to get that mad for nothing. And so that's the way I looked at it. And I told her this. And my therapist says, okay, do you know what that sounds like? I was like, what? She goes, that sounds like my toddler throwing a tantrum. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, it's about the first time that I've heard that. And so she, uh, as she, as we were getting done and we were kind of heading out, she was like, okay. She's like, all right, well, I'm, you know, don't go get in the car and start, you know, overthinking things about uh, how I like it. It's like, it's funny. As we were standing up, I was thinking the one thing that stood out to me as I'm gathering my thoughts here was she said I was like her toddler. And she goes, I like my toddler a lot. She's like, I really do. <laughs> I was like, okay. So she, and and this is something where she recently had told me during the last one, she told me I have cognitive distortions, which are internal mental filters or biases that increase our misery, fuel our anxiety, make us feel bad about ourselves. And the one she said, she said, I have mind reading, which is when you assume you know what others are thinking or feeling. Probably pretty accurate to me, I'd say. Yeah. Control fallacy. When you assume you can control everything that happens in your life. Me. I do try to be in control. Same. A lot. Same here. Chop you. Yeah, you do. There, there are things that you can control, but the, you, I, I think that I think that's a, that's an issue that a lot of people wrestle with, is that just yet sometimes you just got to let go of things that you can't, you have no control over. I, I think she's on to something with that. I also it's ha- tough. I also have negative focus when you ignore the positive aspects and only see the negative ones. That's. Pretty, pretty typical, yep. pretty standard. Yeah. And, and it, that's, that's all fair. What I, what I thought was funny too was, and I had like brought this up to her. I saw something in the New York post recently. They were like, are you emotionally immature? These are five signs you might be. And I think I checked so many of these boxes. Some of them I don't. All right. Number one, you refuse to apologize. I think I apologize pretty. I, I, I think you're, I'm. I, you apologize or admit that you're wrong? No, no. This is about like you refuse to apologize. Like nothing is your fault. Okay, I think, well, I, think I, I take accountability for when I screw up. Um, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that ever happens on this show. 
I, th- I'm, I think apologies. They, uh, yeah, I think you're actually the worst at admitting wrongdoing on this show. I, I say, used, okay, I'll, I'll do better. It used to be Take, choppy. Shut up. This to, isn't Thursday. It used to be. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be choppy by a mile, but you, I think you've taken the lead. You're, you're insufferable in terms of. But you you won't admit it. You're, yeah. you're 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 terrible at it. I think I'm pretty quick to like if I if I were to do something that like upset you though like just yeah, personally yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would apologize very. Yeah, quickly. yeah, I meant for like a take. Yeah, I, in terms of apologies though, and like personally offending somebody, I feel like I, I yes, have to vote. yes, yeah, I think you you feel guilt. Number two, you have an answer for everything. Yeah, that's me. Yep, I absolutely mm-hmm. do have an answer for everything. Uh, three, you're passive aggressive. I don't know that I'm passive aggressive. I'm sarcastic. But I don't think sarcasm can be taken as yeah. passive aggressive sometimes, but I don't think it is. I think it's so, like Sean said in the first yeah. segment, I so drip with sarcasm that it's so obviously not passive. It's very clearly like I'm being condescending, okay. and, and I totally get that. Number four, you're guilty of guilt tripping. That's exactly what I did. Uh, if uh, if Kristen mm. was going to get her way, she was going to feel bad about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that's not a healthy trait. No. I'm just saying that that's what it is. Number five, you use the silent treatment. That I feel like is a, that would be a you tactic, Sean. I, I feel oh. like if you get mad, you're just like, all right, you're not gonna hear from me. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You're just not gonna hear anything from me. I don't. I can't stand silent treatment. Everything's got to be worked out. My Everything's got to be set out. Holy loud. cow! That lunatic. There were there were days he would go days without talking to you. Yeah. He, he was like I I thought I like he has he had willpower beyond belief. Yeah, man. I want to sit there like talking out, talking out. I'm like separate rooms. Me too. Kristen, separate rooms. Kristen, get away Kristen from will me. not talk about it. She's like, I need to cool down. I don't want to talk to you about it. I'm going to punish you by not providing you with my paid-for Odyssey personality <laughs> and entertainment. You want to hear from me? Go uh, go hit the Odyssey rewind. <laughs> <laughs> I send her a link. <laughs> send her a link to this. Oh, the app isn't working? Sorry, I guess you're going to have to suffer. Send her this link to this jackass Brian Broadus, apparently coming after the morning show. We got to talk about the teams that are actually playing this weekend. Stars get worked as well, and are we getting the World Cup. That's all next with Sean and RJ. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.